Next thing is a poem by Antonio Machado. Jogen Sensei read this poem during Sashin about a month ago. Traveler, there is no path. The path is made by walking. Traveler, the path is your tracks and nothing more. Traveler, there is no path. The path is made by walking. By walking, you make a path. And turning, you look back at a way you will never tread again. Traveler, there is no road, only wakes in the sea. What is the spiritual path? We've all been walking the path of our life in our own way. Whether we know it or not, we, each of us, do our best to alleviate our own suffering and bring forth our own heart of love in each moment, in each day. The Buddha and then subsequent teachers of truth have shared maps and signposts and points of advice about the path that is no path. The foundational expression of the Buddhist path is right view, right intention, right speech, right action, right livelihood, right effort, right concentration, right mindfulness. We've also received maps like the seven factors of awakening, mindfulness, inquiry, investigation, joy, energy, relaxation, concentration and samadhi, equanimity. This weekend, we explored different practice methods and attitudes for how to walk this path of life. Intimacy with breathing, intimacy with sound, Gratitude for the open canvas of the Zendo to receive all of the brushstrokes of our emotionality, our physicality, our whispers of the heart, our thoughts. In the path that each one of us walks, hopefully we can receive and recognize the support that comes our way to breathe life into our heart's aspiration. The aim of this monastery is to support people in their practice journeys, whether the duration of contact is brief, one day, one weekend, or sustained over years. It's hard for me to say something definitive about whether we walk the path of practice alone with our own two feet or with the whole cosmic community, the whole earth community, everyone within our sphere, all people we're in relationship with. It's not so binary. And yet there is this intimate, close and personal call to take responsibility for our own expressions, conduct, 
and attitudes, orientations. Our attitudes, orientations, and expressions have effects on ourselves and the world. Although I feel I regularly don't do this, I recommend continuously turning toward what is true, good, and beautiful. The next step is ours to take. And sometimes we don't know what is true. In the state of confusion I am pointing to, the truth of the appearance of confusion or anxiety or restlessness, whatever, that shines forth that confusion, that texture, that is what's true. There is the space in which our hearts are dancing as dullness or indifference or annoyance. And part of our task is to embrace this space. So we take the next step with our own two feet into the dark unknown of whatever comes next. It is the end of the training year here at Great Val. We will have Sunday program on New Year's Eve in two weeks time. But let me take a moment to look back at the year, at the wakes in the sea that the HMS, the monastery, has created. I am aware that on the week of January 3rd, there were 13 residents here. Soon enough, there were 20 people, and then 31 during summer program, and then 15 or 16 right after that and then 32 at the peak of Ango, and 65 people in the Zendo during Rohatsu Seshin a couple weeks ago. People have come and gone. Kenyo, Kyung, Greg, and Marlo, Katie, Kathleen, Joey, Valdemar, Velda, Lily, Amber Rose, John S., and all the other summer residents. Anju, Tom, Kansei. It's always nice when Soten and Shanae pass through for a few days. They're very good at that. Bancho and Jomon moved in in July. Jogan and Kisei senseis offered retreat leadership. Fuho and Kodo offered retreat leadership. Chan teacher Guagu offered his depth of practice to the community. ZCO bought the property that surrounds the monastery, folding in more acres of forest and field including buildings and a home into this matrix of practice. Many Sangha members studied and received the Buddhist precepts, Sunday program after Sunday program after Sunday program, 
meal after meal after meal, zazen, 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 zazen. What was it all for? The Buddha way cannot be distilled into a few words, but let me share a pithy expression that Hogan Roshi has shared in the past. And I think it's been a while since he's expressed it in this particular way, but these words have stuck with me. Non-duality and loving kindness. Non-duality. What gives birth to anything? What gives birth to everything? What is this life? Can we embody these questions? I can only present my limited understanding at this particular point in time. Non-duality is about the fact that our life, my life, your life, is not separate from the life of the universe. You can't fall out of the universe. Each happening is complete in itself. Our hesitations, the dramas, the sadnesses, the anxieties, the ease, are all the grasses, the stony paths, the cliffs, and highway signs and stoplights of the territory of awakeness. The term non-duality seems to want to play around in the realm of abstraction, but it's about the granular, ordinary moments of our daily life. It's like when you are driving and sitting at an intersection without stoplights, trying to turn left, and you're waiting for the gaps in the flow of traffic going both ways, and right when there is the opening, you go. Non-duality is when someone calls, you immediately answer. Non-duality is you cannot grasp a moment, you cannot throw it away. Loving kindness. People shared so beautifully at the sharing circle for the retreat a couple hours ago. That was loving kindness. Loving kindness is basking in the care that we do receive. Loving kindness is quietly gazing at the moon with friends. Loving kindness is when we don't feel particularly loving or kind and we muster whatever sliver of patience or acceptance we have anyway. Loving kindness is going home and summoning your sincere heart 
of care in being a mother, a spouse, a roommate. Loving kindness is serving others and graciously being served. Loving kindness is going to that work meeting that you maybe aren't all that keen on attending and offering your patient understanding presence, offering your commitment to harmony, to clarity about what is actually helpful in the situation and to working together to be clear about what is the next best step. Loving kindness is listening to people. What are they saying? What are they saying underneath what they're saying with their mouths? Loving kindness is gratitude that there is food to buy at the grocery store. Zen master Dogen says, miracles are practiced 3,000 times in the morning and 800 times in the evening. Can we appreciate the wonder of even waking up in the morning? Of how slowly but surely our bodies and attitudes become more malleable, less creaky, and more open to what is to come? Can we appreciate how every once in a while our most painful thoughts can be burned up in the fire of our direct and loving awake attention? What a miracle it is to be stressed and suffering one moment and then to not be stressed and suffering. And what a miracle it is to notice. This is what we're cultivating in meditation practice. Yesterday during the retreat, Miyoyu offered an image that struck me. I remember it like this. She encouraged us to regard our propagation of thought as being like a tightrope. By practicing in an open-handed way, letting go of thought, we let the tightrope go slack. And then we fall. (laughs) Ah! Into the mysterious radiance openness that is the water of our lives in which we are swimming. In receiving this image, I was reminded of a koan. Master Shi Shuang said, 
How will you step forward from the top of a hundred-foot pole? And another eminent master, Changsha, said, Even though one who is sitting on top of a hundred-foot pole has entered realization, it is not yet real. You must step forward from the top of the pole and manifest your whole body throughout the world in ten directions. How to manifest your whole body throughout the world in the ten directions? Changsha says, Four seas and five lakes are all under the imperial reign. And the commentary that helps me understand this pointed out, this means that you are the emperor and everything is under your reign. Obviously, this isn't true from the ordinary mind's perspective. We can hardly control anything. And the influence we wield on our own lives feels pretty paltry sometimes. But from the wide perspective of reality, each person is the one to manifest their whole body, to manifest the world. I have doubts about endeavoring to articulate this point, but I endeavor to articulate anyway because I do not have doubt that I have a prayer, a vow, a seed in my heart that I will thoroughly realize Dogen's words. By the continuous practice of all Buddhas and ancestors, your practice is actualized and your great road opens up. By your continuous practice, the continuous practice of all Buddhas is actualized and the great road of all Buddhas opens up. Continuous practice that actualizes itself is no other than your continuous practice right now. The now of this practice is not originally possessed by the self. The now of this practice does not come and go, enter and depart. The word now does not exist before continuous practice. The moment when it is actualized is called now. This being so, your continuous practice of this day is a seed of all Buddhas and the practice of all Buddhas. All Buddhas are actualized and sustained by your continuous practice. Thus, we take the seat of awakening wherever we go, as we pack our bags, as we say our see you laters and our love, I love yous, and ride in the car and go forth to embrace all experience. The last word belongs to Rumi. This poem is called Every Tree. 
Every tree, every growing thing as it grows, says this truth. You harvest what you sow. With life as short as a half-taken breath, do not plant anything but love. The value of a human being can be measured by what they most deeply want. Be free of possessing things. Sit at an empty table. Be pleased with water, the taste of being home. People travel the world looking for the friend, but that one is always at home. Jesus moves quickly to Mary. A donkey stops to smell the urine of another donkey. There are simple reasons for what happens. You will not stay clear if you sit for long with the one who pours the wine. Someone with a cup of honey in their hand rarely has a sour face. If someone says a eulogy, there must be a funeral nearby. A rose opens because she is the fragrance she loves. We speak poems and lovers down the centuries will keep saying them. The cloth God weaves does not wear out.